successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me today on 980KMBZ as well as those that are listening today via iTunes or Stitcher Radio or at GrillNationShow.com. Appreciate you joining me again today. You connect with me as always on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I want to thank our partners and supporters before we get going here with a really fun show that we have planned for today. Something new that we haven't done uh, as far as a business owner entrepreneur uh, on our show before. So I'm looking forward to talking to our guests today. Our partners and supporters of the show, our title sponsor of the show is Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Also contributors to the Grill Nation Show. And guest hosts are The Rieger and Jay Rieger & Co. with Ryan Maybe, One Light Luxury Apartments, and Reactor Design Studios, and Clifton Alexander, who is a guest host and on-air contributor, will be joining me again next week. Today's show, we are going to talk McDonald's, something I haven't talked about in a while, uh, but I need to. I need to, I need to get updated on it. Uh, Jim Wahey is our, is our guest today, and he is an uh, owner-operator of eight. Is that right? Eight That's McDonald's? Right, eight. Uh-huh. Wow, uh, good Northland guy. Have That's to right. give you credit there. We uh, might one of our first loyal Northlanders we've had on the show in a while. It's good oh, to have good. you, Park Hill grad. That's right, class of '82. Class of '82, and you have been uh, in the uh, owner operator business, at McDonald's, for quite some time. Why don't you take us through kind of your uh, your background? I know you have a very diverse skill set and background, and do a lot of different things here in Kansas City. Yeah, great. Well, it's great to be with you today, Jason. And uh, I got started in the McDonald's business. Uh, in 1979. Actually, my parents were in it first, so my dad and mom got started in McDonald's in 1967. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah. The franchise, uh, Ray started it in 1955. Okay. So I guess my dad could be referred to as an early pioneer of the McDonald's business, especially here in Kansas City. Yeah, I wonder what it was like back then. I mean, it, it's just hard to real think about it in the 60s, what it was like in 70s. Uh, from your eyes growing up, what was it like? Well, I remember the red and white tile buildings. So if you uh, look at the old nostalgia uh, pictures of McDonald's, there were the big golden arches on the side and red and white tile. And Dad's first store was like that. Actually, it was in 67 in St. Louis. And there was rioting in St. Louis uh, after some of the civil unrest that was going on with Martin Luther King being killed and Kennedy being killed. So mm-hmm. they decided they wanted to move my dad who was operating a store in the inner city. They wanted to bring in black operators in the inner city and have them represent their people there. So my dad got moved to Gladstone, Missouri. Mm. And so he started in Gladstone, Missouri in 1970. And I own that store that he uh, started in Gladstone. Do, do you know where the first McDonald's was in Kansas City? Any idea? I'm not sure of the location. I do know that some of the ones out on Johnson County are, are definitely some of the first ones. Uh, the one on 4002 North Oak mm-hmm. was number 813 in the system. Oh, wow. So that's way down there. I think another one 
that probably isn't standing today is like near 75th and Medcalf, somewhere in that area. But yeah, 813 is a, is a Northland store. And you, uh, so you grew up kind of in this industry as a child. I, I sure did. And so were you working at McDonald's when you were in high school at Park Hill? Yeah, yes, I was. <laughs> I was doing that and doing music. So I kind of, as I got through high school and college, I kind of came in and out of McDonald's because, you know, I was trying to take care of my education and my passion, which is music too. Mm-hmm. So I was involved with that. Um, but I started as like 14 years old in Leavenworth, Kansas. My dad owned that store at the time and I was on cooking filet of fish and French fries and stuff like that in the back at, at a young age of 14. Hmm. How, how is the, how is the McDonald's, how, how has it changed since you were there when you were a kid? I mean, just, just give us some highlights of some things that have changed. Cause it seems to me that it's been pretty, um, organized and standardized, uh, wherever you go, which is what people look for. Yeah. That's what people love about McDonald's. You know, it's the same burger, whether you're in Rome or in Kansas city, you're serving the same burger. I can tell you this. I studied abroad in Italy and I, there was no other fast food restaurants there at the time. It was a long time ago. Uh, and there was a McDonald's in the airport and I remember getting it. Yep. So as far as how we changed, you know, we're always evolving. Ray Kroc used to say, I don't know what we're going to be selling in the year 2000, but whatever it is, we're going to be selling more of it than anybody. Mm. And that's a Ray Kroc quote. So, um, he didn't know what we're going to serve because we're going to serve what our customers want us to serve. You know, our customers today want to make sure that they feel good about eating their food. So we're trying more and more to get locally sourced produce and things like that. And they want to make sure their food is safe. So we are leading the industry with cage-free eggs. And soon you're going to see cage-free free eggs everywhere just because the demand of McDonald's is so big. When we say we're going cage-free eggs, that's going to force all the suppliers to change how they do things. It's going to force all the supermarkets to evolve to cage-free eggs. So it takes time, but we're going to cage-free eggs. No antibiotics in our chicken at all is already happening. Mm. Uh, so, you know, we are changing with the demands of our consumers, and we're always going to continue to change and give them the best what we can, best what we can do. Talking to Jim Wei, who's the uh, owner-operator of eight McDonald's, most of them in the North End, right? Right. Uh-huh. You have one in Maryville. I do have Maryville. Bearcats. <laughs> How'd you end up in Maryville? Uh, the owner uh, retired and uh, called me, kind of been a friend of my dad's, been in the family, and wanted to get out and so she called me and we made a deal and that was it and i'm really glad to be in maryville it's a great store great location when i was uh, a, a kid i remember going to the one on barry road all the time uh they you had the the um gosh the, the carousel the ronald show and yeah, everything. yeah you had it all my grandmother used to take me there after school uh that was pretty cool mcdonald's and it's it's doing well today i drive by it all the time that's right it's got uh, a new facade on it huh that's right that's my store i remodeled that I don't know, four years ago, and we're going to do another facelift to it next year probably. But, uh, yeah, that store has always been a great Park Hill location. I remember when it said Platte County finally gets a McDonald's because my dad and mom lobbied for McDonald's in Platte County for so many years, and they wouldn't give us a location. The original location, believe it or not, was going to be on the defunct Kmart parking lot <laughs> uh, at 72nd in uh, it's in Platte Prairie Woods. View, yeah. yeah, Prairie View. And so I remember going out there where my dad and the real estate agent was laying out cones. We're going to put a McDonald's here in the corner of this Kmart lot. And we were looking at it and we just didn't think that was the best location, but that was what they found. But they decided to go ahead and go with the better location, which Mm -hmm. is where it sits today. You have a lot more uh, views there. Although the other place is right off the highway too, but that people don't realize how uh, 
I'm a little younger than you, but when when Platte County was growing, there was nothing there. There really wasn't. It was one lane on Berry Road. That's right. I mean, it was just such a relief to get a McDonald's there, and even in Platte City, which I own today too. Those were long time coming stores and in great locations. Mm-hmm. We have, we're going to talk more about kind of running this kind of operation and how you do it and how you've learned throughout the years. I really want to kind of do a deeper dive in that. Also on today's show, we're going to talk with Jim about um, kind of what was Ray Kroc like. Apparently you've met Ray Kroc. And then also to talk about what you do with the Ronald McDonald House here in Kansas City. Uh, you're on the board of directors uh, and have been very active in our local community. Also, we'll touch on some exciting things that you've uh, worked on with the uh, Royals and the Chiefs over the years, uh, branding and whatnot, and also talk about some local things that you probably didn't know about that came out of Kansas City that are worldwide famous now at McDonald's. Uh, very interesting to talk to you about that uh, further on in the show. Got more time with Jim. We'll be right back on Grill Nation show again. Connect with me all the time you want on Twitter. I love hearing from guests and uh, people out there that listen at Jason Grill on Twitter and at Grill Nation show. I'll post photos of me and Jim here after the show today. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show on 980 AM KMBZ. Appreciate you joining us again today online or on the radio. Jim Wagey. 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 Mm-hmm. Gosh, great name. I, I, I tried to spell it out. Uh, he is a owner-operator of McDonald's throughout Kansas City and has a family history uh, working at McDonald's. So what, what is your favorite thing to eat at McDonald's? You've, you've been there long enough. Let's, let's kind of start with that because... Uh, I know you say you, you, you like to eat it still. You've been yeah. there forever. so. <laughs> I guess my death row meal would be a double cheese plain, um, large fry, hot apple pie, Dr. Pepper. That would probably be it. But I, I do enjoy a lot of the menu, actually. I mix it up. But if that, that's just the one that you can get going into McDonald's. I like that. You guys started all of those dollar menus and mm-hmm. kind of evolved. Um when did that stuff all start happening? I remember as a kid, you know, we can talk about the innovation of the Happy Meal, uh, but it seems lately you, you've you've kind of made, things are, uh, you know, you had the meal deals and all that, supersize me, all those things. You got to continue to be innovative. And and do you do you have any selection of that at your stores, or is that just all a corporate type deal? I, I'm very interested in that because I go to McDonald's in different cities, and sometimes I see different things. That's right. Well, we're getting more and more national. We're, we're evolving right now where it's going to be more one voice speaking for everyone. But we've traditionally been a pretty co-op based business where we spend a lot of money locally that would allow us to do things that we wanted to do, try different flavors, different sandwiches, different mm-hmm. ideas. Uh, but we are in the process of, of evolving to more of a national platform, mm-hmm. which a lot of our competitors do too right now. So, do the. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm in charge of the Kansas City Co-op for the Kansas City McDonald's operators. So we bring in a lot of different products and promotions, things that are specific to us, like our partnerships with the Chiefs and the Royals and different products like McRibs. And we can test certain things that uh, other parts so Kansas the- City's like a testing ground, isn't it? I see that all the time with different fast food operations or groups. They're, they want to test their product here uh, in Kansas City. That's right. Um, it's a short plane ride from Oak Brook, our national world headquarters, and 
you know, Kansas City has led in innovation in McDonald's a lot. We invented the extra value meal. Okay. So that's a. Which the, one was that again? No, that was like the big sandwich, the fry, and the drink, supersize it. Okay. okay that so, was invented in Kansas yeah, City. That was invented in now, Kansas is, City. When you say that was invented here, was that invented by uh, the co op folks? or? Yeah, the co op folks, operators and regional management came together and thought, well, what if we package this together? And we, we started out with four at two ninety nine. We had the Big Mac, the quarter cheese, two cheeseburgers, and... Which is crazy to me to think about. So you guys really innovated the entire fast food market right here in Kansas City. Right, we did. And well before that, Bob Bernstein at Bernstein Rain came up with the Happy Meal. Which what uh, year? How long ago was that? Gosh. 70s? Yes, it was the 70s. Because when I was, I grew up, I was born in 1979 in the 80s, obviously. I was getting Happy Meals all the time. That was that was born out of Kansas City. It sure was. Wow. And but, so it was tested here, and it went well, and then other markets right. adopted it. Because Bob, he started advertising with us, I think, in 67, and he did a lot of premiums. So he brought a lot of stuff like sippy dippers and, and um, flying saucer frisbees that would actually be a cup lid and, you know, just puppets and uh, – <laughs> Thing, you know, pencil erasers that were looked like Ronald McDonald. He was kind of in the premium business. And finally, McDonald said, Bob, do you want to be a premium salesman or do you want to be an advertising agency? And he chose to become an ad- advertising agency. And at one point, he was w- one of the top 50 biggest advertising agencies in the whole United States when he had all the national Walmart, all national Blockbuster, and some really big national accounts. But he loves McDonald's. He's passionate about McDonald's. He's had a relationship with us for 45 years. And recently, uh, they were chosen to be one of only seven advertising agencies that can service McDonald's for the whole nation. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. And all here in Kansas City, you know, I don't think enough people know that. Although I think the Happy Meal thing's starting to make its rounds. I think we've got kind of a, the new the new millennial uh, world is starting to find out that it was actually invented here in Kansas City. And the the great thing about that as a kid is, uh, you know, you always got a toy. Now, I don't have any kids yet, Jim, so yeah. I, I haven't been getting Happy Meals in a while. But have those evolved at all? Are those changed yeah. at all? Or how does that work now? Well, you know, we partner with the greatest brands, you know, whatever it's going to be, whatever is in demand, whether it's a movie theater product, you know, something with Disney or something with transformers or something Mm -hmm. like that so we always being that we have a big buying power and a large distribution network uh i think the toy manufacturers want to come to mcdonald's first because we're going to get a lot through with our volume and so we get the premium of the premiums to to give away in our happy meals Mm -hmm. that's interesting uh you mentioned your uh death row meal what what what's popular these days with your customers uh you obviously have a lot of data if you're you're running eight stores here in the Kansas City area, what, what, are, what are still some of the highlights? Well, they like whatever's on sale a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so McDoubles are very popular after a Royals double play. Uh, Big Macs are very popular after a Big Mac sack with the Chiefs. Um, they like our core menu, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can bring in a lot of other sandwiches. I mean, they like the seasonality of the McRib. Just now, here is that, now, the McRib has always been kind of that cult yeah. classic. Mm-hmm. I, I've had it before, but... I know a lot of friends who are obsessed with like when the McRib's coming mm-hmm. back and it's just kind of, it's not like a, a seasonal thing where you guys say every year it's going to be in the fall. It's it, does it change? Well, you try to keep it in the fall. We try okay. to run it sometime between September, October through January. We try to get that done depending on what else is going on with the national calendar. And, and it's still point. hot. People still want it. Yeah. They love it because they wait for it. You know, it goes away and it comes back. 
<laughs> so, yeah, it, there is a cult following in the McRib. But your uh, French fries have always been one of the finest. They're they're the best. You know, we protect our fries. We always have our eyes on our fries, make sure they're great, and they're just always cooked the same. What's one menu item that you love that you wish more people would uh, give a shot to? Because they always go for the classics. Yeah. Well, our signature crafted line is so good. I don't know if people really know the quality of that product, but, you know, we have this artisan roll, and we have chef-crafted toppings that come on. Mm-hmm. And right now we have a new sriracha sauce, one that's really good. But our pinko de gallo is great, and, you know, our spicy barbecue is great, and comes with bacon. And we have neat cheeses like, you know, cheddar, uh, mm-hmm. white cheddar cheeses, and just gourmet. So gonna- you guys are really evolving because – Mm-hmm. The market is shifting, but then you have the people that, that, that just want to keep the classics. That's right. They love the classics, but the new stuff, you know, now we're letting the customers have more choice because choice is important to our customers. So they can have a choice of having that uh, signature crafted line with a grilled chicken with no antibiotics in it or the crispy fried chicken mm-hmm. or the quarter pounder. Mm-hmm. And they can have a choice of a bun too. Mm. So it is evolving. Um, talk to me about kind of, market share with the breakfast so you guys i remember as a kid getting breakfast at mcdonald's a lot i, I i'm sure that still happens but you know back when i was growing up you used to actually like go and sit in the restaurant you know mm-hmm. the drive-thrus weren't as, as mm-hmm. a big of a deal i don't even know if there was a drive-thru at the very red location there was there was there mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah there was now that i think about it, there was um but is the breakfast is it still like a ten thirty a.m thing how does that work so now we have all day breakfast okay. so that's kind of messed it up a little bit there's not that big rush to go to McDonald's, you know, that Jim Gaffigan skin, you know, McDonald's stopped serving breakfast at 1030. How else are we going to know when breakfast is over if it weren't for McDonald's? <laughs> but uh, that little funny thing Jim yeah, Gaffigan right? does. But uh, I mean, I remember that it was 1030. Yeah. Now, I haven't had breakfast at McDonald's mm-hmm. in a while. Forgive me, but I didn't even, it wasn't, I didn't even skip a beat. I knew it was 1030 a.m. It was mm-hmm. like programmed in your mind. That's, right. that's when it ended. The mad dash. And <laughs> but now it's not, now it's all day. Yeah, it's all day. I mean, you so can if I get, want to go there right now, I can get, you can get pancakes. You can get pancakes. You can get okay. most all of our breakfast. Yeah, the big right breakfast now. when I was a kid. That's right. The big breakfast. Still around? Still around. Add cheese to the scrambled eggs. Nice touch. <laughs> You'll like it. So all that's still going. So, um, that's interesting. So you guys really operate full capacity. And then, you know, obviously there's a lot of menu items. How many, uh, value menus do you have now? Compared to the three or four you started with? Well, we have, you know, something for breakfast. We got a deal for lunch. We got a lot of deals coming. And uh, particularly in January when everything switches to uh, national, I can't give away the whole secret, but we're going to have, you know, three new menus. We're going to have a dollar menu, a $2 menu, and a $3 menu. Hmm. So we're going to have items on the $1, $2, and $3 price point nationally advertised. Do more people gravitate to those than they do the actual old school extra value menus that you created? Because I'm the kind of guy that, you know, if I'm trying to eat a little healthier, I'll just get the sandwich mm-hmm. uh, and maybe an iced tea. But, you know, I remember in high school, it was all about the value menus. And now I feel like there's been a shift towards, like you just said, the dollar, two dollar, yeah. three dollar type stuff. There has been because, you know what, the customer wants to be boss and we need to let the customer be boss. And when we say you can have this burger with this fry and this Coke at this price, they're like, no, I don't necessarily want that. I don't know if I want a Coke. I might want something else. So mm. that's why we, we're starting to piecemeal it out and have some $1, $2, $3 uh, offerings mm-hmm. because we want the customer to be able to pick and choose and kind of make up their own meals because that's really what they want. How is the uh, – you mentioned desserts in one of your segments, or the apple pie. Mm-hmm. 
is that that seems to have been pretty standard the whole time. I mean, I know you have yogurt parfaits and whatnot now, but the the apple pie is kind of the traditional, and it's still around. It is. Uh, when we first brought it out, it was deep fried, and some people say, "Oh, I want the deep fried one back," and I love the deep fried. Oh, one. it's not deep fried anymore. Now we're baking it. Okay, for health reasons, so it's not in the grease and it's it's healthier and. It's really a good pie. I mean, I, I love that thing. So. <laughs> it's it's a little bit different, but it's the same feeling with cinnamon in it, and it sounds it tastes really good. So, is that menu evolved too? The dessert menu, or have you kept yeah, it pretty not, small? Pretty kept it pretty small. I think we have plans to blow out the dessert menu in the next three years, and I think you'll see a lot more coming. We're totally evolving our menu right now. I mean, McCafe is going to be plussed up and changed a lot. You're going to get more offerings. You're going to see some baked goods coming in the store. Uh, next year, mm-hmm. uh, Uber Eats are coming uh, to my Berry Road location, I think, in October, where you're going to actually be able to get on your phone and uh, have McDonald's delivered to your house. <laughs> uh, that's coming. Mobile order in oh, May is coming this fall, where you can go to your McDonald's app, which you should download now, and add in your credit card, and you can order off your app and go right to the drive-thru and pick it up or come inside, take it to go, or come inside, sit at a table. We will find you at your table. And we will bring your food there because you already paid for it through your app. We're talking all about McDonald's today on the Grill Nation show. We'll be right back after the break. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. Don't give up. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. We're joined by Jim Wagey. That's right. He is the uh, the the king of McDonald's here in Kansas City, head of the Heart of America Co-op. He's on the board of directors of McDonald McDonald House, owner operator of eight McDonald's throughout the uh, mostly the Northland, also in Maryville. Go Bearcats! We'll throw that in there. Um, okay, so McDonald's is obviously you had a lot of competition over the years, but. Mm-hmm. The the founder Ray Kroc, you had an you were able to meet him at some point, right? I did, and, and his vision was just no matter where we are in life, we are going to be the best. That's right. We're going to have the most locations. We're going to have the most customers. We're going to have the best quality product. He was just a, an entrepreneur's entrepreneur. Tell us about what that was like meeting him, and kind of take us through kind of that vision of what McDonald's was, was set out to be and still is. So I got to meet Ray at a McDonald's owner operator convention in Hawaii. I remember. Um, my, not know, a bad place to go. Not a bad place to go. <laughs> um, we we wanted to go because my parents were going to Hawaii and they'd already been. And I said, "Mom, can we can we go to Hawaii?" And she goes, "I'm going to take you if I have to scrub floors to get you there myself." Yeah. So we went to uh, Hawaii and I got to meet Ray. He spoke to the owners and saw the kids afterwards, and he was nice. But he was a very driven man. He was a very flamboyant man. He had he had goals. He had dreams. He had visions, and he had people around him. Great people. To help him execute his plan. Mm-hmm. And did you, I mean, he envisioned McDonald's being this big one day, right? Yeah. Like I said, you know, earlier, he's, he knew that McDonald's was going to be big and it was going to be selling a lot of stuff and, you know, all is over it the still, world. Is it still one of the biggest all over the world as yeah. far as fast food operations? Yeah, it is. I, mean, I know when you travel more now, I mean, like I said, I mean, I studied abroad. I was living in Europe, went all over Europe. Uh you know, you rarely saw other places. You might see a KFC, you might see a pizza, you might see a handful of others, but, uh, McDonald's by far was that now I, I know Europe has more fast food now, but back then, you know, 20 years ago, it was, it was very hard to find. Right. Um, you know, when you look at market share, Mark, uh, McDonald's is still number one. There might be some other franchises like Subway or something that might get us in terms of mm-hmm. units now. 
because we've kind of tried to get, you know, less units and make sure those are all working to capacity rather than just building, building, building more stores, mm-hmm. which we tried that for a while. How many do you have now in Kansas City uh, region? 136, 136 right here in, in the wow. metro area. Yeah. What are the two closest together? Um, so well, there- <laughs> I got a couple real close together, but. Uh, yeah, there's a North Oak, right? Yeah. Um, I've got the Metro North store and the other one, which is a 9551 North McGee. Right up there at 152 North Oak. That's pretty close as the bird flies. And and how do you decide? Okay, so how does that work? So you, you know, you want to, you're unique, obviously, but uh, somebody wants to franchise or own or operate a McDonald's. They they have some money. They want to they want to do that. I mean, how does that work with locations and finding one? Because well, it's interesting because the, there are some that are very close together. McDonald's does have a total real estate department, and they look at all kinds of stats from how many rooftops are in the area to population, to schools, to work, what that's going to look like, you know, just how many cars are at the area, what time of day they're at the area. And they go through all those screens now just to determine uh, where a store would be. Whereas before, maybe in the eighties or so, a regional manager might say, I feel good about putting a store here mm-hmm. and that doesn't fly here today. So we no, use a all lot. Data. It's all data driven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't have any, I'm trying to think of where the, I live downtown now. We mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. I used to knock on your door, Jim, when I was a uh, state rep, an elected official. I think official. you did. I yeah. think I remember seeing your flyer many times. <laughs> a few billboards here and there. Um, but you had a heck of a marketing campaign. I worked really did. hard, man. You got to, right? You were good. You got to stand out when you're a state rep. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to know your name. But, um, but yeah, it's just so downtown uh, where I live now, we have a Jimmy John's down there. I'm trying to think of where the closest McDonald's is to me. Probably North Kansas City, I would think. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, maybe just, just down Main Street somewhere in kind of 30th Street. You know, you got I-35 and Armor Road. That's not too far away off mm-hmm. I-35. My dad used to have the McDonald's in City Center Square. Okay. And, uh, we had that for years, but finally, you know, the downtown before it revived now just it's, now it's died. Getting, yeah. I live down there now and it's just, there's, there's so much action down Different there. Different animal now. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, so how did you, you mentioned your dad had this store and you had this store. I mean, how do you handle all that? You have owner operators that help you. I mean, you're the owner operator, right. but you have management people. I mean, cause you know, you, you said you like to come say hi to me. I'll That's be there. Right. I That's mean, right. you, you mentioned you do a lot of different things, but how do you kind of manage all of this? Well, you can't do anything without good people. So you mm-hmm. got to be a good leader. And I'll tell you what, everybody listening should work in retail at some point in their life. It mm-hmm. ought to be mandatory because you learn how to treat people and you learn how not to treat people. You know what it feels like to be treated good by people that will sing your praise and will point out something small that you did and make you feel like a great person. And you know how to be belittled by somebody that's having a bad day that hasn't been fair with you at all. So I think retail is great therapy just for getting along in life mm-hmm. and being a good human being. And, uh, you know, we're in the people game. We've got to find good people. We've got to keep good people. You know, I pay all my crew people. I have over 450 p- crew people. If you stay with me one year, I will pay you one week of vacation. Hmm. Now, think about that. That costs a lot of money, but it's an investment in our people because their time and their quality time is important to them. So I want to just say, stay with me a year, and I'll pay you a free week vacation. I don't think people realize how hard it is to, to uh, keep good people in uh, your industry and also to – uh, all the different things that, that come with a, uh, running a McDonald's. It's I mean, just, just getting in touch with folks, having the managers connect with people. It's not like your typical where I go into the office, you know, and I'm getting emails and I'm 
you know, it's a different world. It's a it's, different world. It's the number one challenge we're all dealing with in retail. I don't care where you go, drive anywhere. Everybody wants help wanted. You see help wanted signs in businesses you never thought you'd see help wanted signs before. Not just in McDonald's. I mean, just look around. You know, unemployment is very low, and people are selective about their jobs. They want to work, you know, with people that will make them feel part of a community. Mm-hmm. They want to make them feel involved. They want it to be fun. And those are things we try and do at McDonald's. You know, tell, tell me about people. tell me about what you do at the Ronald McDonald House here in Kansas City. I know you've been on the board for a while. Uh, one of my companies I own, Sock One Hundred One, did a Ronald McDonald Sock with you guys. Oh, great! And so we have we've we've got some on our website, and they're great for Chiefs games because uh, the color scheme is very similar. That's right. So, <laughs> That's right. Very so, good. So what do you do on that? And tell us about it because I don't know if enough people know about what Ronald McDonald House does here. I'd be happy to talk about Ronald McDonald House. It's a great, great program that we provide services for people in the city in their biggest time of crisis. So people are going through things like a cancer of a child, a newborn, people in the NICU or the PICU that don't know what they're going to do and their kids are going to re- receive treatment for, for three weeks, four weeks, six months, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And when you deal with that, that's something that people didn't necessarily plan on when they maybe gave birth or, or whatever. So there's unexpected things that happen. And uh, the Ronald McDonald's there, we partner with Children's Mercy Hospital, hmm. and uh, they know us well, and we know them well. I'm a board chair at the charity. I've been a board chair for about two years. I'm completing my uh, seventh year on the board, and it's been some of the most fulfilling time in my life because I've seen the work that we do helping people. We keep families together in their biggest time of crisis, and that we know that when a family is together, that the child has a better chance of getting better. Because they don't have to worry about, well, where's mom? Where's dad? Where's my brother? Where's my sister? You know, we can keep them all together and keep the family unit together. How do we do that? We do that by housing 87 different families a night in a hotel room. And, you know, it's really no cost. I think we ask for $10 a night, but if they can't pay it, we'll waive the cost. And there's a great community base in this city that come in and cook meals, uh, many different banks, great different companies too numerous for me to mention here, all come in and partner with us and cook meals. So we know that those families have a warm bed, that they don't get in a hospital, they got a hot shower, they've got meals, they got a family room, they've got a theater, they got a place that they can call home while their kid is being treated. And this is a uh, one of Kansas City's best charitable organizations. Sure is. And we touch get- a lot of families, and you mentioned Children's Mercy Hospital as a, as a partner. Uh, great, great hospital. One of the best. They come from all over. I mean, I was seeing a stat the other day. I think we have served people from 36 states out of the United States right here at Children's Mercy Hospital at the Ronald House because they come from all over for that special care that you can only get there for kids. Hmm. I'd like to learn more about that. I'm I'm, tr- I'm on the web right now. Uh, Ronald, it's rmhckc.org. That's right. If you want to learn more, there's a great link on there of how you can help uh, talk about some of the upcoming events y'all are having and some of the stories and, and ways to stay involved and donate. Uh, that's great. So how long will you be uh, board chair for? Uh, till the end of the year. Till the end of the I'm year. You'll be ticking off then, so it'll be seven but you've years. Been, you've been on that board for how long? Seven years. Seven years, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim, this has been real interesting. I'm going to figure out some uh, quick questions here, and then we'll go to our next segment here after the break. Uh, what is your favorite all-time McDonald's promotion? I thought that was a good one. Well, you've been through a lot of it. It was painful, but one we'll never forget is the Beanie Babies Happy Meal toy. (laughs) We were not ready for that. We didn't know what a 
phenomenon Beanie Babies were. Right. I they mean, really were at one point, weren't they? They were. The first time we did that, I mean, we were out of groceries. The warehouse were out of groceries. I mean, it, it killed us. What is that like when you have the Happy Meal toy? Nowadays, nowadays it's maybe a little different with the internet, but, you know, in the 80s and 90s, when you had that, uh, that popular thing, I mean, what, it just cars lining up? Car, it was craziness. I mean, pe- we saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. We saw parents fighting over getting toys and <laughs> mad at us over limits and, you know, kids being, it was your typical, you know, what's that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie when, you know, it's Christmas and you can't get the toy. It was, it was that in McDonald's really all day for like a month <laughs> the first time because there were so many different ones. We changed them out and the new one would come in and the new rush would come in. It never stopped. Never stopped. People would be willing to pay whatever for that oh, toy. Yeah. Um, and most of your stores now have children's areas, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of evolved. We'll get into that more after the break. But when I was a child, you know, it was, it was the shows. It was the carousel. It was the, it was a couple little things. Now it's, it's a lot bigger. Playgrounds and stuff. Playgrounds in the restaurant. That's right. <laughs> well, this has been interesting. We're talking all about McDonald's. Uh, looking forward to learning more after the break. We're going to talk about how, uh, Jim helped build some of the Royals and Chiefs partnerships and get into some more of his, uh, his fun stories about McDonald's over the years. You're listening to Grill Nation with Jason Grill at 980 AM KMD. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill, 980 MKMBZ on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, as well as at GrillNationShow.com, where you can find all of our old shows, photos of our guests, and connections to us on social media. Jim Wagey. That's right. He's here again for our final segment. He's the owner-operator of eight McDonald's here in the Kansas City area, mostly up north, and uh, he's the head of board chair of the Ronald McDonald uh, charity here in Kansas City, as well as a... Uh, avid uh, musician. We that's haven't even right. talked about that. That's right. Uh, you you do a lot of things in the community, mm-hmm. and uh, you seem to me that you're you got a lot of energy. I do. I do have a <laughs> lot of energy. I need a lot of energy to get all the stuff I need to get done. So, um, Royals and Chiefs. Uh, that's evolved over the years. You guys do a lot of stuff with them, and I know you're the at the heart of America uh, McDonald's Co-op. I've uh, mm-hmm. kind of built some innovative partnership. Tell us about those. Because I know there's one exciting one coming up here with the Chiefs season starting, too. That's right. We are starting our fifth year in our Chiefs uh, partnership. Actually, we're starting the first year of a new four-year partnership this year. So we'll be with the Chiefs four more years. And we're really excited about that. That's a great partnership. You know, Mark Donovan values us. He's president of the He's been Chiefs. on the show before. Oh, yeah. He's been, he was a great guest and a uh, good guy. He loves us because we signed when they were like 2-11 and 11 and nobody believed it. <laughs> so, uh, and now, we, now they're good and they're making the playoffs. That's right. Year. And so they made us a good deal to stick around, and we felt it was good for them, good for us. And we just love the branding because our colors are the same, our mm-hmm. customers are the same. We all go together really good. And I'd like to talk just for a few minutes about uh, Red Friday and our partnership. This is a big uh, staple of the Chiefs, Red Friday, and we're honored that the Chiefs would choose Ronald McDonald House to be the beneficiary of all Red Friday proceeds. You know, you can't really find – the community involvement of a Red Friday anywhere in the NFL, but here in Kansas City, invented by Lamar Hunt all those years ago. Mm-hmm. Over, actually, I think this is the 26th year of Red Friday. But, uh, you know, Clark's involved. He's out in the stores. All the Chiefs, uh, management are out in the stores and they're, the communities and they're 
out there helping us sell flags and all the proceeds go to the Ronald McDonald house. So mm-hmm. we, uh, start at, I think five in the morning and go to 11 or why supplies last. We might even have them till one o'clock this year. We'll have to see. But, um, we have these special design flags that the chiefs themselves design and Clark Hunt says the approval on the final design with the Clark Hunt family and they're signed and dated, which was my suggestion. So, Kind of that going back to the Beanie Babies, making sure, them, you, you know, know something. I knew what, remember, yeah. I knew what to do that. So every year they're just signed and dated, and they're a different design, so they're collectible. So you can put it in your man cave, or you know, I've shipped these flags to California, uh, sent them to Cancun. Uh, they've been flying in South Africa, my friend there. So uh, they're they're, they're flown all, all over the place, all over man. the place in England. They're flown in England these flags, so uh, it's great. So we hope everybody comes out on September fifteenth on Red Friday. And gets their flag. Get their flag. Red Friday, the morning of, of Red Friday at mm-hmm. your local McDonald's. Um, you guys also have a, uh, you give, you give out, uh, cheaper food when there's a sack, right? That's right. So, yeah. <laughs> What's that one? I should know that one by now. That's the Big Mac for sacks, which is great. We are even, even doing it in preseason. So, um, the other day last week, we actually had a Big Mac for sack. So there was a buy one, get one free. And we had a, Royals McDouble play the same day, so it was a dollar McDouble. So we gave the store away last Saturday. If anybody wants to know, <laughs> there's a lot more. And you mentioned the Royals too. You guys have started doing some work with them. Uh, you mentioned the double play deal, but mm-hmm. have they been a good partner and innovator with you as well? They've been good, and you know we're just really happy to be partnering with the Royals and just the excitement. Again, we have the same fans, we have passionate fans, same customers, and we want to partner with those people that you know love the Royals and love the Chiefs and love McDonald's, and that kind of brings us all together. Sounds like sounds like you. Uh, one thing you value, Jim, is the the community. Obviously, a local community, and finding ways to partner up and help help out different organizations in town and, and do things that make make sense. That's right. We recently gave away seven thousand backpacks to Kansas City, Missouri school district to get them all started. All the lots of owners were there stuffing them. We filled them with crayons and notebooks and papers and erasers and glue and. All kinds of that stuff. And we gave out 5,000 to Kansas City, Missouri Public Schools and 2,000 to the Boys and Girls Club, mm. which is a great organization with five locations here in Kansas City. We work with the Boys and Girls Club, too. Very cool. Jim, so uh, you've been doing this for pretty much most of your life. That's right. Uh, what are you excited about? I mean, moving forward, I mean, with McDonald's and uh you know, the, the, the future, I guess you would say. Well, our future is going to be a very technical future with technology. We're going to embrace it all in, like I was talking about earlier with, with mobile Eats, order yeah. and pay and Uber Eats. And we're going to be remodeling all the stores. All the stores are going to be remodeled uh, by 2020. They're all going to be the new look, every one of them. And now, do we have any new look stores here in Kansas City right now? Yeah, we do. Um, you know, all the new ones have the big arcade, the new fronts on it. And my one at I-29 Berry Road. Okay. looks like that. Smithville looks like that. And Platte City's going under the wrecking ball in October this year. You know, that's just something people don't think about. Mm-hmm. Remodeling of the stores, you know, it's just an extra thing that you need to think about. Managing debt cycles. we yeah, got to right. manage people. we got to manage products. we got to manage equipment. we got to manage debt cycles. we got to manage community involvement. Lots you have of about te- How many team members do you have at your McDonald's? Well, i got about 450 employees. 450 employees. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Wow. Lots of managers. I can't do it by myself. We got to have good people. And so how often are you walk, going to these different uh, locations? Well, I'm going to be out in McDonald's today, so you know I have a lot of responsibility running the co-op right now, mm-hmm. and I so I've got people that kind of help me. But I'm in my stores, you know, every other day mm-hmm. in some store and talking to people, and I'm there for crisis, and I'm a phone call away, and 
Some people I'm a pastor. Some people I'm a dad. Some people I'm a friend. Yeah. Some people I'm an employer. So I wear a lot of different hats running these McDonald's. Oh, uh, yes, you do. That's for sure. Now, eight is a good number for you, it seems like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems like you have a lot. Eight's a lot. I mean, if you go any higher than eight, you know, Jim, are you going to be able to handle that? I need more people. <laughs> I'm always hiring. Yeah. I'm always hiring. I need good people. And you can't do anything without good people. So where is your uh, one of your favorite McDonald's you've ever been to that's outside of Kansas City? If anyone's ever traveling and... You know, wants to go. Is it is it the original? Is that the one you should check out? I like that old rock and roll McDonald's in Chicago, but they did, destroyed it and made it all brand new. But it was really a cr- quite feel like a, I've been there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had the Beatles walking across. Sure, and yeah. And all the memorabilia, and they, you know, it didn't meet standards anymore. in the building is an old building, so they redid it. So that's a landmark store there in Chicago, downtown Chicago. That was a really cool thing that I always stopped to. And then the one off I-4 in Orlando, Florida, off Sand Lake Road is, of course, the world's largest McDonald's owned by the Orthers, and that's a great store to stop in. Whenever you're near Universal and I-4 in Sand Lake Road, you need to stop there. What's your favorite all-time McDonald's item maybe that you've had overseas that we wouldn't have in America? Overseas, man. Because I've been to Asia before, and well, I've had some crazy stuff yeah, in their McDonald's. I, I, you know, when you're overseas, you're just thankful for a Big Mac. <laughs> you know what I mean? Big Mac's still pretty popular, aren't they? Yeah, but I, there's been so some... I know you guys have grown those, right? There's the, they're bigger now. Yeah, they're, they're great. Yeah, we've had the Meg, Big Mac, the Mega Mac. Mm-hmm. We might do that again next year, mm-hmm. but uh, that was a good promotion this year. How often do you usually run these promotions? Like, how long is their life cycle? Three to four weeks. Three to f- That's it, mm-hmm. huh? But next year, it's going to be a long-term strategy, a dollar menu, a two-dollar menu, a three-dollar menu, long-term, everyday deals. You eat McDonald's every day still, Jim? Uh, well, I can eat some stuff on there. I'm on a keto diet, so I, I do no no carbs, no sugar, but I eat all the eggs. I eat the bacon. I eat the burger. I eat the onions. I eat some of our toppings. I eat uh, grilled chicken. Yeah, so I eat a lot of So it. people can come to McDonald's, and they're on you know these Whole30-type things or these keto diets, and uh, they can find menu items that, that fit their diet. It's not just all carbs and That's fries. Right. I mean, you can find what you need, and you guys have evolved in that Absolutely, way. Absolutely, man. We're always there, and we always have options. And it's really the best option when you're on the go. Go to McDonald's and eat this stuff because you can get it all right there. Pretty affordable. Mm-hmm. You guys have done that well over the years. Jim, I appreciate you coming in today, and uh, – it's good to have a Northlander, a Park Hill grad, who's been very successful over the years and has helped a lot of different families and people here in Kansas City uh, through his work as an owner-operator of McDonald's throughout the region and also as the board chair of the Ronald McDonald House here in Kansas City. Congrats on all your success. Honored to be here, Jason. Good it's been luck. a lot of fun. Thank you. You've been listening to Grill Nation Show. Hope you enjoyed it today. Hope you learned a little bit. I look forward to seeing